got a beard and it's looking something fierce Having beers with my peers and talking rap careers Reflecting on the years, connecting on the tears Shipwreck faith ain't always as appears I'm bringing you fresh music, I'm bringing fresh ideas I'm bringing you the dudes in the indie music beers Chilling at the shows and talking about the pain With people who learned how to face it and be sane Sipping on a brew, doing interviews No topics off the table but we focus on breakthroughs So kick up your feet, we're gonna put it in check You're listening to bruise beards and shipwrecks One, two, one, two, a mic check Stone bands, royal ruckus on the scene Just to announce We got the brews, we got the beards Taste the interviews for your ears to hear One, two, one, two, a mic check Stone bands, royal ruckus on the scene Just to announce We got the brews, we got the beards Taste the interviews for your ears to hear tuning in to this episode of Brews, Beards, and Shipwrecks. I'm Jamie Bennett. I'm also known as Chun Jay from Royal Ruckus, and I would like to welcome you to the second part of the episode with Steve Robinson, also known as Steve the Builder, talking about his own life and his circumstances. And here we go. So, you know, and this kind of, and again, this kind of segues into one of the other questions that I, that I saw on Facebook is, you know, what's my view on universalism? Oh, I, <laughs> I missed that one. Yeah, yeah so. That didn't know, make the list, so, so I'm glad yeah. you brought it up. So anyway, but, that, you know, it's kind of segues into that. And, and you know, I, 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 I've been thinking about that. And it's like, um, you know, the orthodox view of it is, you know, it's not a dogma, but it, it's, it's not, um, you know, it's not totally off the table, you know, there's saints that have, you know, have prayed for a universal salvation and yeah. it's a, it's a, it's a hope, you know, yeah. that one can have. And, and I guess I would but say... But don't hope too much. Don't hope too much, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's don't what some it, will say. Yeah, don't put it on Facebook, you know, because then you'll get all the, you know. Uh. Um, but, you know, I... Um, yeah, I would hope for universal salvation insofar as it includes me, right? Yeah. <laughs> and all like all my crap. Yeah. Um, and you know, and in my in my peace, love, and eternal cosmic wisdom days, you know, yeah. the the hours or minutes that I have that kind of, you know, that kind of spiritual, yeah. you know, thought or whatever, it's like yeah, yeah, I I could I could hope for the salvation of of every human being, but then. Once I do that, I get on Facebook and I read something, and I go, right. "I sure hope there's an eternal hell." Yeah, you know, because some people, you know, they just need to be there. Yeah, you know, and and you know, for me, that's the reality of evil. That I think a lot of the new age and you know, some people, you know, just can't quite, you know, the enormity of evil in the world. Um, you know, yeah, I. It's, you know, you don't want to wish hell on somebody, but on the other hand, yeah, I do. Right. You know, because right. some people are just that evil. And, it, and it's not that they're screwed up. It's not that they're, you know, they've been abused as a kid and, you know, they're, yeah. they're doing the generational sinning thing, you know, whatever. I mean, there are some people who are just flat freaking evil. Yeah. You know, and, and my hope would be that God would, you know, it's a good thing I'm not God. Let's just, yeah, let's just say that, right. you know, yeah, so, no, it's, yeah, uh, it's, it's a tough, it's, it's a, it's a tough, tough question because it, in, in some ways it goes everything against us emotionally and, and I really wasn't this way. I, I was a total pacifist, yeah. you know, absolute pacifist before I had kids. Mm. Uh, once I had kids, it was like, you know, that, that's a game changer. Yeah. You know, it, um, 
And I've had people say, you know, somebody could rape my daughter and I, and I would not harm them. And I kind of want to look at them and go, that's screwed up. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, that, yeah. you know, I don't know. But, I mean, but it's, you know, it's tough. That's yeah, tough. no, I, I hear you. But on, on, on the other side, too, I mean, look at your kids. If, if your kids do something that displeases you, yeah. you're, you're still going to love them. Yeah. You know, yeah. and our, our understanding of fatherhood um, should be informed by God's love for, for mankind as well. Yeah. And gosh, it's hard for me to imagine um, yeah. God getting angry that somebody didn't say the right prayer and sign the card, <laughs> you know, yeah. right? Um, yeah. didn't walk the aisle or, or what, whatever, whatever the, the system yeah. is. I mean, he, yeah. Yeah. he's a good God and he loves mankind as we say in yeah. the prayers. Yeah. I've thought about, you know, like what could, what could one of my children do that would make me, um, you know, disown or, or, you know, whatever. And yeah, they, they would always be my children. You know, yeah, there's uh, there's yeah. times when, you know, when you're a parent and you just gotta go, yeah, you know, these are the consequences and I could bail yeah. you out of this, right. but no, you're you're gonna yeah. you're gonna go through it, you know, and and that's hard. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. hard. So, well, on that note, I actually want to run and uh, roll into a song. Okay. So, my new album is a double album, and it's it's a it's a thematic album. My friend Garibed Sarkeesian, he, when he listened to the album for the first time, the way he described it was, meet the girl, get the girl, lose the girl, <laughs> then contemplate death. <laughs> and, and the song I want to I run it. into is I called The Pressure Is On, and in parentheses, Showdown, and it's the transitional moment in the album when it goes into that contemplation of death and the brevity of life so okay. I want to play showdown right here okay real it's a character it all began in the west now I live in the east to seal the sun to my chest to the day that I'm deceased each one teach one prepare for the feast got my gun and a vest and last rites from a priest that'll be the day that'll be the day I die the pressure is on to say those last goodbyes cause you and I fool we got the same destination but our use of the tools affects its consummation gotta get off the couch and get my life moving not a grinch or a grouch that's a lifetime of lose a grim reaper is a creepy wall got an appointment to lay back become sleepers and swallow the ointment till that final day I'll be holding nothing back all the way to the front all the way to the attack I might make a mess but go home and get clean never acquiesce until I turn in my lane throw your hands to the sky when you ask why every man's vote is one and is one he dies into the wind and then you're gone the pressure is on the pressure is on all this time you would have questioned my allegiance like leaving indecent legions in need of a seedling you were the anti-hero equipped with low ceilings that leave us both feeling under pressure with no breathing we keep dreaming but we up against sleep demons and keep creeping the lone gunman with a piece bleeding my teeth steep and these feet defeat trees and i seek for deep reason my jesus peace gleaming i leave my people peeping the salt of the earth seasoning with feeble attempts weaken we need to feed the healing we need to keep needing cause love is like a rod that i'm reeling somebody sloppily leaving pop rockadopolis sweet and i spend a lot of these evenings some sort of lottery dealing with the charge 
Should have been finding time to hold her, comfort her, and rub her head. A widower, alone, hurt, grown and insecure, never more unsure. Wondering why she had to go, didn't she know that all my time away would be made up for once we'd gone gray and bald, wearing depends, wrinkly, etc. Throw your hands to the sky when you ask why. Every man's born is one, and is one he dies. Into the wind, and then you're gone. The pressure is on. The pressure is on. Welcome back to Brews, Beards, and Shipwrecks. But one of the things we do on this podcast is we talk about what we're drinking. Uh, you're not drinking anything. Um, yeah, not right now. Yeah, <laughs> I just had coffee. It's a, you know, yeah, my, uh, yeah, my my drinking regimen starts. Yeah, I would say about eleven thirty. So you know, depending depending on the day, you know, yeah. wings and beer for lunch. But uh, fair enough. But but yeah. So what am I drinking these days? Um, I'm not a I'm not like a uh, a beer and spirit snob. Okay. You know so, um, but I do like a good beer. I, I like a you know I like a good scotch. Um, nice. You know and. Now so, do you drink your scotch neat or on yeah, the rocks or? Uh, yeah, some uh, sometimes on the rocks. You know I, yeah I don't, I don't like a lot of mixers in. I don't put any you yeah. know, any any stuff. You know an ice cube. Yeah. You know would would be about it. Um, I. The last few months, I've kind of gotten into gin and tonics after work because it's okay. 116 out. You know, sure. I get home and you know <laughs> that, that first Sounds gin and refreshing. tonic really goes down nice. You yeah, know, a little little splash of lime in there, and uh, so I found that Costco's liquors are just really really good. Yeah, for, for the yeah. price. Yeah, you know, right. Um, you know, Aaron, Aaron Scott Taylor. You know, they came. They oh came, yeah, yeah, yeah. They came through town and spent you know spent a couple of days with us at, at the That's house. That's great. And, uh, and I had a bottle of, uh, you know, Costco scotch there. And he was like, oh, my gosh, you know. And it's like a, a two-liter bottle for, like, $15. You know? Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. So I got him a couple of those and sent them down the road, you know. Fantastic. With, with those. Uh, so, yeah, Costco's, Costco's a good, you know, good cheap way to, you know, to take the edge off of the, right. off of the world. Um, I, I had a great cocktail the other day. Um, I, I think it has a name, but it was just, it was simple. Because it was bourbon, honey, and lemon juice. Ooh. That was it. 
and it was so good. Nice. I'll have to yeah. I'll have to give that a shot. Yeah, I'm not I'm not like a, a, a real mixed drink yeah, kind of guy. Yeah. You know, I, I like a, a, a decent margarita. You know? Sure. Yeah, sure. something like that. But but if I go to a restaurant, you know, it's e- it's either uh, beer, a cabernet, you know, something red, yeah, you know, dark red. Um, I'm not a chardonnay or you know rosé kind of kind of yeah. fan. Um, or you know, or a hard, you know, like bourbon, right. you know, bourbon scotch, you know, something like that. So, yeah, um, I actually had a couple PBRs for us in the fridge, but we started the interview in the morning, and <laughs> so we'll have so, a celebrate afterwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and 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 PBR people, you know, because I am a bit of a beer snob, yeah. and I like going to breweries. I, I like to say I see the. Uh, oh, we've I got s- so many micro breweries yeah. here in Phoenix now. Oh my gosh, it's awesome. I got to go to one in Tucson the other day, Dragoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, really good. Yeah. But yeah, so I like PBR though, and I'm you know I'm not crazy about it, yeah. but it's cheap. Yeah. And and uh, and then also I always get you know people trying to say I'm a hipster or something, mm-hmm. and I wear Ray Bans, I have a beard, and I drink PBR. So I always say I'm not a hipster, but I, I try to do enough to keep them guessing. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. But and it's funny because PBR, you know, I, I grew, you know, I went to high school in the '60s, mm-hmm. you know. And so, yeah, like PBR and Schlitz was, yeah, was, you know, and you know was, you know, was kind of like your party beer back then. Sure. You know, and so then I haven't seen it for you know forty five years. Yeah. And all of a sudden, my daughter shows up with a twelve PBR, and I'm going, "What the hell? You yeah. Know, what's this?" She goes, "Oh, this is great stuff. You ever heard of it?" That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. They. I mean, they almost went under at one point. Yeah. Uh, when I was living in Hawaii, I ran into like I just happened to be at a party yeah. where someone who worked for PBR. They also own Primo. Mm-hmm. Primo's yeah. like the, right. the Hawaiian beer. Hawaiian beer, right? So uh, at least back then, I don't I don't know what it's like now, but back then PBR didn't even own a brewery. Wow. They were just contract brewing everything mm-hmm. and just trying to keep the brand name alive. Yeah. But that was about the time when they started getting back on the map. It was like seven years ago. Yeah. And and now I don't know if they have a brewery or not, but yeah. you can get it everywhere now. Yeah, yeah, it's all over the place. You know, yeah. you can even get on tap. Yeah, <laughs> so. I know. Yeah. I know it's it's so, pretty funny. Now, yeah. do you uh, do you smoke a pipe at all? Yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What, what, do, you, what uh, do you like? Occasionally, uh, it's more of a social thing. I sure. Don't, I don't just you know sit out on my back porch and stuff. Um, there's a there's a tobacconist over in Central Phoenix okay. um, called Yield Pipe and Tobacco Shop. Nice. And they've been there. Oh my gosh for decades, you know, yeah. I mean, it's just like a fixture in Phoenix. Yeah. And, you know, they, they do their own blends. Uh, they've got, you know, you can get a pipe there for eight grand or you can get one for eight bucks. Okay. You know, nice. so, uh, and they do cigars. They've got the, you know, they got the smoking room, the humidors, you know, all that, everything. Yeah. And so I, I pretty much get all my tobacco there. And, and, you know, again, you know, I probably wouldn't know one tobacco from another. So what okay. I do, I go down there and I go, you know, uh, you know, give me an ounce of this, an ounce of that, an ounce of that. Okay. I'm gonna, yeah, yeah. You know, give it a try. So sure. So if you ask me the name of one of them, you know. yeah, not, not too sure. <laughs> not not sure, but that's about but how there, I do it. But too. there's some pretty yeah. yeah, there's there's some there's some cool stuff down there, and and I I found a couple of pipes at estate sales. Okay. You know, um, and then I've bought a couple online. Uh, I had a couple that have been gifted to me from my kids and yeah. you know from my brother-in-law. So I'm, you know, I've got the Gandalf. You know, uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, you know, warden pipe, and then I've got yeah. you know a couple bent stems, and 
Uh, I've got an old Chinese ceramic pipe. Okay. You know, so nice. yeah, yeah. I got, I got a that's really you know, cool. Nice, nice little collection of pipes going, and, and uh, yeah, yeah. I enjoy it. I, I would probably, uh, if I had somebody around in town, um, yeah. That you know that I that I would hang out with and sure. you know sit on the back porch and smoke and drink bourbon. You know, I'd probably do that more. Right. But, right. Uh, so sounds like next time I'm through, I need to bring my pipe. Yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah. Now speaking of, you mentioned the Gandalf pike pipe. You have a pretty sweet beard. Uh, <laughs> what What do you do for beard care? You know, um, I wash it with a washcloth in the shower. Okay. <laughs> That's it. That's it. All you right. Know, yeah. Um, I have some beard oil, and and I actually like it. But um, yeah, my you know my uh, hair care and and all of that stuff is. You know, I I've just never really been too much into yeah. uh, you know personal grooming right. kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, um, you know, I, I have a number two guard on a, on an old cheap razor. You know, okay. and I buzz my head. You know, right. every two weeks and okay. and uh, you know, so my my wife keeps saying, you know, she's going to cut my beard off in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But, but she knows it's kind of like my, you know, my my ego identity, you know. Well, it's a bit it, of a it, signature it, idea, you know. It, it, you know, it, and it's funny because uh, you know, I go to the st- the grocery store, you know, all the kids at the meat counter and stuff, you know, like, yeah. "Oh man, you know, it's, and, <laughs> and all the Hispanic guys on the job sites and they all call me Mr. Miyagi." You yeah, know, yeah. So, you know, so it it's fun, you know. That's I, great. I enjoy it. Yeah, I um, I started making my own beard oil. I actually still have a subscription to a beard oil company, so I get beard oil once a month. But now that I've been making my own, I need to remember to cancel that subscription. Yeah. Um, but I've been selling it at shows. Oh, uh, nice. It's branded with Royal Ruckus and all that. I've only sold a few bottles, but um, but it's actually remarkably uh, it smells good. Like I don't wear cologne, yeah. like because it is my yeah. cologne, right? Yeah. Um, it's not too strong, but. Get a little touch of sandalwood or pine. Yeah, I think the I think the one that I have has some okay. has some sandalwood in it. Oh, was yeah. that a gift? From yeah, it was a gift okay. from yeah a gift from somebody. I can't remember who it was. Um, might have been C J Kelly. Okay. So uh, that's cool. But but yeah, and uh, I think it's uh, Gypsy Gypsy Benzona, okay. a guy up in uh, Havasu. I think he's making beard oil nice. now. Nice. So plug for plug for yeah. Gypsy up there if you yeah. So, I'll I'll try to look yeah. up his stuff yeah. and put it in the show notes. Uh, so, Mr. Miyagi, I had a funny question um, come in from someone from your church. Uh, she, she pointed out that you seem to wear a lot of black, and she wanted to know if mm-hmm. you're a ninja. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, had, I've actually had people, you know, because uh, there, there's been a few times when, you know, I'm coming home from church and I'm in my, yeah. I'm, I'm a subdeacon in, in, you know, in the Orthodox yeah. Church, and so, um, you know, so... There's been a few times when I've had my cassock on when I'm right. going home, stop at the grocery store and stuff, and, and I've had little kids, you know, like, there's a ninja. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. You know, now, so, now, do you keep nunchucks in your toolbox? Um, no, no, no. I keep a gun in my truck. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so, you know, it, no, it's funny because I, I did martial arts for a little while, uh, way back, yeah. and uh, when I was running the boys' home, and one of the boys attacked my wife with a with a pool cue one night. And so I decided I needed to, you know, at least get some takedown moves and, you know, some, yeah, yeah. You know a little bit of basic self-defense. So I, so I took some martial arts and, and, um, and I was really good. Um, I was in a dojo match with a, with a black belt. I was an orange okay. belt, you know, second, you know, nice. second level. He was yeah. a black belt going for his, you know, next degree okay. of black belt. 
So, um, so the sensei put us in the ring together, and I scored the first two points on the guy. And okay. so he got pissed off. He was humiliated, so he uh, broke my knee. Oh. <laughs> yeah, kicked me. Jeez. Kicked me and so that was my career-ending, uh, you know, I got the trophy <laughs> and, <laughs> and a knee surgery. And, yeah. Uh, and a knee How's the knee, knee these re- days? Yeah, knee replacement oh, uh, 30, 35 years later. Wow. So, so anyway, but um, so one of the things that uh, um, Sensei used to say, you know, he said, okay, so here's a guy comes up to you, points a gun in your face, and says, get down on your hands and knees and lick my boots. He said, what do you do? And of course, everybody goes, well, you know, I, you know, I drop back, shoot all this, you know, blah, 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 you know, yeah. the old Jet Li thing, you know, I'm going to yeah. grab the gun and drop his clip out, you know, whatever. Right. You know, and he goes, no, you stupid, blah, blah, blah. Goes, you get down on your hands and knees and you lick his boots because <laughs> nobody's faster than a speeding bullet. Yeah. 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 That's true. So, so anyway, you know, so, um, yeah, I'm 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 not a gun rights NRA fanatic, but on the other hand, uh, I had a friend of mine yeah. who used to say, you know, you might never ever need a gun, but if you ever do need a gun, you need a gun really bad. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And uh, and I've been in some, you know, not altercations, but I've had some, you know, some really sketchy situations because I used to work downtown Phoenix at night. Yeah. And, Stuff like that, you know, and, and so, yeah, you know, there's been a couple of times when I thought I might have needed a gun really bad. Right. So there's just one in the pocket of my truck. Right. Yeah. So That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Uh, God willing, I'll never have to use it. Right. Yeah, that, that's what I, I've told people. I don't, I don't currently own a gun, but I had a few, and um, I tell people that the point of having the gun is... So you like you don't ever want to use it, right? Yeah, yeah. But you have it just in case you have to use it, and it's always going to be your last resort. Right. Yeah. I don't you flash know. it to intimidate anybody. It's yeah. Like if I flash it, it's going to be yeah. yeah. It's going to be used. You you, know, you so. only pull it out if you're yeah. going to use it. Yeah. yeah. And, and so yeah, it's yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No nutcase stuff here. Just you know, right. it's just reality. Your world's yeah. out there and it's screwed up, and you know, yeah. you, you just you know, you never know. Yeah. So. Uh, but the but the black thing, um, yeah. Um, I used to be one of those, uh, you know, goof, you know, goofy, you know, every, you know, every Sunday morning, you know, black shirt, black pants, yeah, yeah. black shoes and all that stuff, whether I was in a cassock or not, you know, okay. and, you know, now I'm kind of like office dress, you know, yeah. blue, blue pinstripe, you know, right. polo shirt, you know, and, and all that, and I'll throw the cassock, o- you know, over that. It, it's funny so. though, I, um, I didn't think about this, but when I was at the Antiochian Orthodox Convention, mm-hmm. uh, the day that I wore all black, I felt like I was treated differently, like yeah. in a positive oh, yeah. way. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and yeah, I I asked uh, one of the priests about it, and he said, "I don't know. Maybe we just subconsciously perceive you as one of us when you're wearing black." Yeah, yeah. I never I never thought about that. Yeah, but yeah, oh, no, <laughs> abs- that's absolutely true. Um, you know, if I uh, like last Sunday, I, I forgot my cassock at home yeah. because we had been down to St. Anthony's for the funeral and. You know, I threw my cassock in the truck, and, and usually it's hanging up on the nail at church. And so I was in my civvies, you know, yeah. my you know my you know Dockers and yeah. you know and uh, blue pinstripe shirt and and all that. And yeah, it, it was kind of interesting, you know. Yeah. You you really get that little shift of, you know, uh, <laughs> I don't know, say disrespect, but yeah. But you know, yeah, there's an there's an elevation of, you yeah. know, how people you know, uh, kind of. You know, regard you or, or yeah. you know, encounter you when you're 
in a cassock or you're, right. you're all dressed in black you know so right. yeah it's a, it's definitely a culture within the church yeah you know so absolutely now do you have any pets oh yeah 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 we i'm a i'm a pet kind of guy over the years um we we love dogs uh we've had probably oh gosh eight dogs ten dogs okay. over the years um we had three dogs that our kids grew up with uh, and all three of them died within the space of a year. Mm. And that That's was rough. that was a rough, rough year. Um, one of them died on Thanksgiving Day as we were packing the car up to go up to Payson to visit my okay. parents. And so wow. you know, I had to go out and dig a hole in the backyard. And, wow. you know, so <laughs> whoever buys our old house, well, the lady who bought our old house, if they ever dig up the yard to put in a sprinkler system, yeah. there's going to be eight dogs. Big, <laughs> I mean, these are big dogs. They're not, they're not like chihuahuas. Yeah, you know? yeah. they're, they're like 100-pound dogs oh, wow. uh, buried all over the yard. So they're going to be right. pulling up all these bones and skulls. And right. stuff. <laughs> so, uh, but, but, yeah, we, we've always, uh, always had pets around. Right now we have, uh, we have a rescue dog. Um, uh, that we got from a young family at church who couldn't take care of him anymore. And then uh, my daughter picked up a rescue cat, um, and then she had another cat. So basically, half of our pets have been uh, dogs and cats that my daughter okay. picks up off the street and brings home. Gotcha. Yeah. And we end up, you know, she's always going to take them with her when she moves out, and she never does <laughs> <laughs> move out or take them yeah, with her yeah, when she does. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> So, oh, so yeah, and you know, we've had snakes, we've had, you know, gophers. Yeah, a tortoise for a while, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had, yeah, yeah we had about a, a hundred pound tortoise. Yeah. You know, he he was cool, but he was he was bulldozing down the backyard. You know, wow. I mean, he, yeah, and, and uh, you know, crashing down the gate. And, you know, so wow. He, he was like a uh, literally like a bulldozer. Wow. You know, big African uh, African sulcata. Okay. And probably 15 years old, but he was big, and, and yeah. uh, so we ended up, um, you know, we ended up having to give him to the Arizona Herpetological Society, oh, and cool. they put him in a zoo up in Nevada. Okay. So, so it's cool. You know, he's that, got a good, good home. That's really cool. Yeah, it was awesome. Are you working on any new projects, or? You know, my, I, I've got the, the Steve the Builder podcast, um, and. Yeah, I started that back up. I took a, I took a break from that when I took my break from orthodoxy, and um, and then I started it back up about a year ago, and it's just been really tough to find time. Yeah. You know, to to record and, and do all that. I, you know, and um, I I probably could if I was more disciplined, but yeah. You know, but it's kind of you know it's just taking a back burner to everything sure. else I've got to do right now and. and uh, this is actually kind of cool because we're actually talking about a whole lot of stuff that, you know, that I probably would be, you yeah. know, talking about on, on some episode down the line. I've got a list of things that I'm right. thinking about and working on and hashing through and stuff. But, um, but yeah, it, I don't know when the next time I'm going to do that. Uh, okay. I, I started on a project uh, on a new book called Staying Orthodox. Okay. You know, kind of a end thing on, you know, Father Peter Gilchrist right. becoming Orthodox. Right. And uh, you know, kind of keep because I got a lot of lot of feedback on the podcast I did on on Steve the Builder on, on right. staying Orthodox. And so I've got quite a few people who filled out a survey, and you know, I'm seeing some common threads and everything. But 
but again, you know, I've, I've got to go through all that, and, and it may be a year or two years before that actually, you know, gets into a manuscript form. Yeah. So, so well, and and you came out with a book last year. Was uh, it last year or was it, was, it two years it, ago? Actually, it was, I think it was like three, three years really? ago. Yeah, yeah. Time flies, man. Yeah. yeah. I know. I couldn't believe it. You know, I was looking at it. Yeah, it was a Fire from wow. Ashes uh, with Father Joseph Honeycutt. Yeah. And, and that was kind of a cool project. Uh, I originally, he originally contacted me to just illustrate his book. Okay. And then when we started going back and forth about it, he just said, you know, why don't you write part of this? You know? Yeah. And, um, you know, so... So we split up the chapters, split up the topics. We, you know, went back and forth for about a year, and then, okay. we, then we picked, you know, which which areas I wanted to illustrate. And so, so it was actually, yeah, it was a, it was a good collaborative effort, okay. you know. Um, so there's That's parts, cool. yeah. So it it was good. It, it was well well received, and um, you know, there's there's some things in there that yeah, you always look at it and you go, yeah, I say that a little differently, but right, but right. you know, it's, yeah. yeah. It, but no, it, thought, it was a fun project. I thought it was a helpful book. Yeah, thank you, thank yeah. you. So, and other than that, I'm just on Facebook doling out, you know, curmudgeonly, you know, <laughs> one-liners and <laughs> right, yeah, know? and uh, you know, and that's fun. Uh, that's that's kind of my uh, my go-to, you know, just um, you know, my you know, get my mind you yeah. know, off the you know off the day and sure. you know, sit there. And, you know, and, and I don't take Facebook seriously. I mean, you know, yeah. if, if anybody kind of reads between the lines on my posts and everything, I don't do anything political. Right. I don't do anything controversial within the church, you know, for the most part. Um, you know, I'll, you know, I'll answer some questions because, you know, for inquirers, you know, sure. yeah. a lot of people are asking sincere questions, you know, and, and you know, so that, that's fun to be able to still give input to people on, yeah. on things like that. Get it. Another take. We can do it. Do it. What does this feeling mean? I'm chained and walked to the guillotine. Been a week or so, and every time I walk out the door, I'm trying to escape your face. But I text you back and say, okay, anything you want from me, you can have it. I'm bleeding and stopping in need of a habit so I can forget about everything that happened. I'm seeing a pattern. Pieces are scattered. This sick love just feels so savage, so painful and so tragic. We still seem to want it back, and this week is wrong. And I don't feel like a person, just an emotional slave. I might be broke to the core, but I want that feeling more and more so I can know that I'm alive. Because when you're gone, I feel I've died. And I don't believe we go to the sky. There is no heaven for a heartbroken rapper just more high maintenance and disasters and hard ropes to the casket lonely crowds and misguided passion leaves you so sad you're laughing you're laughing all those memories you got from me all those broken dreams you got from me all those fancy clothes you got from me You brought me to my knees with possibly All those new friends you got from me The feeling when it ends you got from me The smile you pretend you got from me Yet love is not free and neither are we I 
but hate my life away from you, even to free from all your fetters and debtors. One day I found my trash can full of gifts that gave you and all our letters. That knit sweater beside banana peels and lint for my efficiency dryer. Prior, I burned the whole trash can up, but I got too much respect for fire. Higher, we could use a funeral pyre, but I'd probably stage my own execution. I got too much to live for to remove myself from the gene pool of evolution. Here is a solution, baby, quit treating me like I need to go back to school. Is that cool? Got me wondering how someone so lovely and fair could be so painfully cruel. I guess that's the way this goes down. Love can be the worst, best thing ever. Never. Or the best, worst thing. Dag, whatever. What we had was simply not working, turning, bursting at the seams with kindness, falling into misguided actions, passions, catching landings, packing all the traffic, so sad you're laughing. All those memories you got from me. All those broken dreams you got from me. All those fancy clothes you got from me You brought me to my knees with possibly All those new friends you got from me The feeling when it ends you got from me The smile you pretend you got from me Yet love is not free and neither are we I get a lot of, you know, private messages on, you know, like dating advice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know, yeah. like, uh, you know, so years and years ago, be, before before everything, you know, with, you know, the adultery and everything, I had, again, I, I was at church, you know, very popular and all that, and so I, you know, quote unquote, fell in love with, yeah. you know, with somebody there. Um, my first marriage was was a real difficult one. Yeah. Um, it, it was tough, and um, so you know, I, you know, this this woman and I had a had a very emotionally involved you know relationship. We never, you know, never did anything physical. Nothing, nothing physical ever happened. But it was it was so incredibly consuming. Mm, yeah. You know, I mean, it it was, you know, I, yeah, it it was, in just so you know intense. Yeah. Um, and then we got caught, and so she ended up moving out of state and you know moving back east and um, divorcing her husband actually, and um, but left you know left Phoenix, and so I was left here you know yeah. kind of you know uh, without any you know without anything I was still in my marriage and you know trying to work that out uh, after that after a couple of years she got the gal got remarried and came back through town and you know we kind of talked a little bit and, and everything and i had a little bit of clarity then mm. about her and about you know about me and everything and i'm kind of sitting there talking to her and she's just kind of chatting about her new husband and you know blah blah and all this stuff and i'm sitting there and and it was like this um the, you know this this um scales fell from my eyes okay. kind of thing yeah and i looked at her and i said oh my gosh she is exactly like my ex mm. you know and yeah and i just went whoa yeah you know if i'd have left my ex for her i would have remarried my ex right you know yeah and that was kind of my that was kind of like my huge eye opener you know yeah. that was an existential crisis sure. right there is is you know this was more about me than it was her. Yeah. You know, and it's like, why am I falling for this type of yeah. woman? Yeah. You know, and so, you know, so yeah, I, 
so I got into some counseling. You know, I was in I was in therapy and you know and worked on that and then. Um, you know, and so I, I did that for quite a while, and then so when I, you know, when I hooked up with, you know, my new wife, you know, she's a different person, you know, and so, mm -hmm. you know, so I, I actually did marry someone who was, <laughs> you know, she's still dysfunctional, you know, sure, she's still yeah, got her yeah, issues, yeah. you know, everybody does, <laughs> but it was a whole different set of issues. Right. You know, so at least right. I, you know, I didn't repeat, you know, I wasn't a serial, you know, uh, a serial that type of, you know, woman repeater. Um, and so, you know, whenever, you know, whenever I talk to people online, you know, and, and, and you know, talk to them about relationships and everything, it's, it's like, you know, who you pick is always going to be more about you than it is about the other mm, person. Right. And, and then, you know, fast forward a few, you know, years later about, I guess it was maybe eight, ten years ago. Um, I was at a Home Depot in Phoenix, and there was yeah. this gal, new gal at the at the paint counter that I'd never seen before, and you know it was one of those weird things. You know, we, I I just went up there, ordered my paint, and I looked at her, and she looked at me, and and you just knew, boom. You know, yeah. it was just like you know grabbing onto a 220 you know circuit, <laughs> and, and and I walked out of there, and I I you know I mean, you know it was that instant obsession, mm -hmm. you know. Right. I don't know if you've ever been there, but oh yeah, 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 I, know exactly it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know exactly what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, and so you know, and I mean, it was like I could not shake that, you know, yeah. and 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 uh, so I would I would find myself going back to that Home Depot, you know, if it was yeah. out of my way, you yeah, know? and and then I, you know, after about a week of that, you know, just having this consuming thoughts about this about this person, I'm sitting there going, I I just kind of, you know, kicked back a little bit and I just went. Okay, what is it about her that's attracting something within me that's making yeah. that that intense? Because this is going to be about me. It's not about her. Right. You know, and there's something really, really goofy going on here. Yeah. You know, and um, so it, it was like this, this conscious decision that I needed to extricate myself from this delusion. Yeah. You know, before it got way, way right. out of hand. So, you know, so, you know, that that's kind of my, you know, my go-to um, thing right now is, you know, any anytime I, I find myself in a relationship and something's going, you know, wrong or something's yeah. going screwy or there's some kind of intensity there that I'm not sure, you know, where that's coming from right. or, or why it's so intense, right. you know, it's like, okay, what is that grabbing inside of me and dragging out? Sure. You know, yeah, that, and uh, you know, so that that's always sense. my go-to question is, you know, okay, you know, yeah. yeah, yeah, she's cool, he's cool, you know, whatever this this situation, this relationship is yeah. is either screwed up or it's really intense or whatever, but you know, what's that saying about you? Yeah. You know, and sometimes it's bad breath better than no breath at all. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, you know, I'm tired of sitting here in my room by myself, you know, yeah, watching, yeah. watching, you know, Game of Thrones or whatever, you know, or, or you know, but, um, but yeah, sometimes there's a reason why uh, you're falling in love with, you know, a, a particular kind of person, right. you know, over and over again, you know, yeah. that's, that's the, that's the hard work. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the, that's the tough stuff, you know, to, to look, to look to yourself rather than, you know, yeah. invest all of your, you know, accept your emotions and your feelings about somebody as being reality right. rather than looking at what's unreal, yeah. you know, and yeah. what's, what's the unreality that's driving this, 
you know, right. and maybe it is real, you know, and, yeah. and it can be, you know, there's aspects, but, but yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that, relationships are hard. That's actually yeah, a really good tough. segue to my clothing, closing song. Um, I have one more question for you, but I'll, I'll go ahead and talk about the song real fast. Um, so we, we tell, a, I already alluded to this, we tell a heartbreaking love story um, on our album. And toward the end, you know, we have to kind of wrap it up. The relationship has to end. Yeah. And so it, it's some, always, of them, some of them have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's never pretty. Yeah, exactly. And, and so in this project that we did, um, it's tricky because it is autobiographical in some regards and in other regards it's not. Yeah. And I just wrote it just universal. Yeah, 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 exactly. And and I wrote it with um, with my partner Mike uh, Flatline in Royal Ruckus, and he's got his own stories, mm-hmm. and I've got my stories, and we put them together to make a completely new story, yeah. right? However, on time for us, <laughs> that's that I get a little autobiographical in there. The idea behind time for us is. So often we go through life always assuming we have more time and yep. oh, we'll, we'll catch you next time or whatever. But you never know when that last glass of wine is or that last yeah. encounter is with someone. Um, in fact, actually, I, I want to say this. Um, my ex-father-in-law just passed and um, I saw him last like five years ago and he had been diagnosed with cancer. And... The, the break in that relationship was was uh, very painful and traumatic, and and so when I was in his area, I reached out to him and asked if I could mm-hmm. I could see him, and I actually checked with my ex first, yeah. um, and she said that 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 would actually be really nice. That is the only time when when I when I went through there, we had a we had coffee and then we switched to beer, and then I left, and I actually just went across the street to the pizza pizzeria. Yeah ordered a pizza and wept uh, because that is the only time in my life I've ever knowingly said goodbye to someone for the last time. Um, most of the time we assume we're going to have another another chance. Um, so this song, Time For Us, kind of explores um, that, but then I have a verse right in the middle where I just get real uh, and uh, I'm not going to explain any more than that. Yeah. But okay. uh, before we cl- close out, one last question. I always like to ask if there's any podcasts or books you've read recently that might be interesting to a non-religious audience. Oh man, yeah, it's it's interesting. I I was a voracious reader. Yeah. For years, and the last, I would say, six years. Um, I haven't read a book. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I, I've totally taken a break from books. And, and it's kind of funny because people always ask me about podcasts. And, <laughs> and I never have listened. Well, yeah. let, me, let, me, let me back up. I've listened to three podcasts in my whole <laughs> life. Okay. And two of them were uh, Frederica Matthews Green okay. because she was one of the new solo podcasters on yeah. Ancient Faith back then. When, uh, she does great stuff, and, and she does good stuff. You know, she's yeah. she's professional, so I wanted to see how that was done. Yeah, and um, so I listened to uh, two of hers, and I've listened to one of yours. Okay, and um, you know, so so yeah, I make podcasts, but I don't listen to them. Okay, <laughs> which is really weird. Yeah, uh, I'm yeah. I, I'm and that's kind of another weird thing is is I'm not a media guy. Right, um, you know, I I haven't watched TV 
for the most part since 1960. Okay. Because we moved to Taiwan, there was no TV over there. It was a third world country. Yeah. And so when we moved back stateside, I never picked up watching TV again. And then, um, you know, back in the early 70s, I went through my, you know, high school rock and roll Led Zepp, you know, yeah, yeah, 10 yeah. years after phase and everything. And then after that, I kind of almost, you know, kind of pretty much dropped music. You know, I, I yeah. still like, you know, I still, I still rarely listen to stuff. I mean, I've, I've been to Pink Floyd, you know, concert. Okay. That's and, cool. You know, Stevie Ray Vaughan, I saw Stevie yeah. Ray Vaughan in concert, you know. So, so yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not like, you know, oh, you know, don't listen to anything. Um, I've got very musical taste and stuff, but uh, I go to maybe four movies a year that my wife wants to see. Okay. You know? <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I'm pretty much, um, uh, I live in my own head in silence for the most part, yeah. I would say. Right. And, and I would, you know, if I was really going to tell somebody, um, you know, yeah, as a kind of spiritual advice or whatever, I would say, you know, try putting down all the books, try putting away all the media, mm. try putting away all the noise, the sound, the background, yeah. the background stuff, yeah. and just live in silence. Yeah. Give that a try. Yeah. You know, because there's really, you know, I, I think it was St. Isaac the Syrian says, you know, the kingdom of God is within you. So yeah. if you listen to the kingdom of God, it's all in there. Yeah. You know, but we have so much crap that we distract ourselves with yeah. that we really can't ever get inside right. ourselves. And so, yeah, I, I think my, you know, my, my advice would be, um, you know, no, you know, don't pick up another book. You know, don't listen yeah. to another podcast. You know, can't say so, that on yeah. podcast. <laughs> I know. <laughs> listen to this one and then and then, and then, and then no more and then quit. You know? But but yeah, it's. Um, I'm actually yeah. glad you you, yeah, you said that though because we do live in a very noisy world, yeah, and especially is. with the internet being. I mean, there's two billion people on Facebook now. Yeah, it, like wrap your mind around it. Yeah. It, it is like, unbelievable what's what's available yeah. uh, at the click of a you know click of a mouse or a button or you know on your phone. Yeah. I mean you know and and like I say you know earlier it drives my clients crazy because you know they they constantly have either a TV going or you know sound. I work in high end homes so they've got like you know wall to wall sound systems and yeah. central you know biz, yeah. you know media and, and everything. And you know they'll they'll ask me you know go room to room you know you want me to turn the TV on you want me to turn on stereo what kind of music you like you know you, <laughs> want, you have a Pandora station you want to listen to that? nope 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 yeah. nope and and they'll just go really yeah I, I mean it's no trouble and I go no right. no no please don't yeah. you know and then you know so and then the silence in the house actually starts driving them nuts you know <laughs> so I've, I had a client come through one time and go well I, I I know you like to work in quiet but. Yeah. yeah. Would you mind if I turned something on and kept it kind of low? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, now go ahead. You know, it's your house. Right. You know, but but yeah, so I think um, silence and you know uh, focus is probably the harder thing than digesting a book. Yeah. Or or you know you know. That that was actually one of the questions that somebody had submitted, and I never got to it. And you went and did it without even being asked. That was amazing. So they, uh, yeah, they want they wanted to know how you keep inner silence and inner stillness in a noisy world. And yeah, yeah. You just it's it's purpose. It it's purpose. It's purposeful. 
Yeah. You know, you, you have to do it on purpose. Yeah. You know, yeah. and uh, and I spend way too much time on Facebook. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know who doesn't? But yeah. <laughs> we we have a lot of fun on that. You know? Yeah. We, yeah. And and it is, and that's what it is for me. You know, it's fun and it's it's a you know it it's a distraction and uh, you know and like I say you know I you know. I my I told my spiritual father, you know, my superpower is that I scroll fast. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and, and you know, and yeah, there's there's just so much stuff on there. You know, I mean, I got repetitive stress syndrome on my index finger from from <laughs> yes, yesterday's thing about the Charlottesville stuff. Yeah. It's yeah. just like not that I don't care about it, not that I don't think it's serious stuff, yeah. but you know what? Um, you know, I I don't need, you yeah. know. 800 friends' opinions on, yeah. on what that's about right. and everything, you know, right. and I don't want to get sucked into, right. you know, comment box wars and flames, you know, I'll, you know so yeah. I'm, and the, no. especially when it's something you can't personally do anything about, Yeah. and what's the point in another voice out there? Right, exactly. Uh, some of my friends, I noticed yesterday, were deliberately posting positive things that had absolutely nothing to do yeah. with it. Right. Yeah. And then those are the ones that I clicked yeah. love yeah. on, you know, yeah, because, exactly. yeah. you know, we, we, we need to put out that, I mean, yes, we have to deal with social justice issues. And, yeah, absolutely. Um, but also it can be, the, the negativity can be so difficult. Yeah. And, yeah, and I, and yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think people really understand what media does to our souls. Yeah. You know, and, and I remember, you know, kind of maybe wrap this up, um, yeah. you know, a few years ago, you know, my, we, we still have Netflix and network TV, yeah. you know, yeah. my, my wife watches TV once in a while. And she was watching one of those like NCIS or, you know, what, what you know, the new cop shows. You sure. Know, and, and so I'm, I'm walking through the living room, you know, and she's watching this, this show and I, I kind of stood there and watched and it was about a some serial killer who was driving around in a van and had a butcher shop in his van. You know, oh, and and so you know, it's like they open the doors in the van. You know, it's all yeah. the meat cleavers and, and crap in there, and and I stood there and I'm watching it, and you know, and and my wife kind of you know she kind of sensed I guess she I was yeah. standing behind her and she looked up at me and I looked at her and I said, why are you watching this shit? <laughs> and she looked back at the TV and she goes, you're right. You know, yeah. and and she turned it off. Yeah. You know, so now she watches English dramas. You know, like <laughs> the midwife and things like that. Nice. But but yeah, you know, I yeah. uh, for me not having watched TV since 1960, the last thing I remember is Andy and Mayberry, Yogi Berra, yeah. you know, Yogi Bear in prime time. You know, Wonderful World of Disney, Donna Reed, Father Knows Best. You know, all that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. And then you know, fast forward you know 40 years, and now I'm watching serial killers chopping up people. Yeah. And for me, it it was like, holy crap, you know, what has happened? You know, and and people watching it is entertainment. Right. And and it's that emotional buzz or that, you know, that, you know, something inside that, you know, that it grabs a hold of, you know. It's just this addiction to feeling that we have, you know, or addiction to uh, an emotion, you know, and some kind of an emotional right. response. I think it's because we're so dead to everything else. Yeah. We need that shock to get us to feel something, mm. you know. And and I think yeah. that's the, you know, if, if we're talking culture wars, I think that's our culture war, our inner culture war, right. is to extricate ourselves from the addiction to that kind of, you know, uh, shock that it takes for us to right. feel something about anything right. anymore. So, and I think that's what media does for us. And you know, until we can. Ex- 
extricate ourselves. Yeah. Stop, you know, stop shooting our, you know, mainlining media. Yeah. You know, we're we're never going to get un, unhooked. Yeah. You know, so anyway. Well, Steve, end, end of sermon. I I appreciate you taking the time to sit down with me. Oh man, this is awesome. I, no, I appreciate no. you. Act, yeah, I I really appreciate you calling me and asking me to do this because it's it's been a long time since I've been. Yeah. You know. In, in front of a microphone, and, and we just yeah we just talked about a lot of stuff that I you know, yeah we covered a lot of great ground would, would have liked would have liked to have talked about you know so I hope it I hope it goes well yeah and, thank you and yeah. uh, for the listeners please uh, click subscribe yeah. <laughs> despite yeah, what absolutely. Steve just said yeah. uh, and and if you get a chance on iTunes or some other platform a five star rating goes a long way in helping people to find the podcast um, I do think there are some valuable stories to be told yeah. and um and i'm i'm trying to bring them to you so yeah. and let's let's just say i'm not totally anti-media it's kind of like <laughs> it's kind of like drinking you know if you do it moder- do it in moderation sure. you know it's not an issue so yeah. so yeah all yeah. right thanks for tuning in to this episode of brews beards and shipwrecks i'm jamie i'm here with steve robinson thanks jamie i appreciate it bro thank you Is there time enough? Is time too fast? Time enough to make it last? Another chance to say that we should stay? We'll have time another day. Time enough? Is time too fast? Time enough to make it last? Another chance to say that we should stay? We'll have time another day. I can't say with confidence I've never been here before. It's familiar, not like I've never slept on the floor. The door is always open, golden minutes getting stolen And prying existential observations never spoken Kids will always ask when will they get to be old I rolled out of my bed already but already sold I'd ask my neighbor if he needed help with the climb If I indulge in all my vices will there ever be time? One foot in front of another, one climb beside a brother Longing for my mother but it's been a few long summers Runners sprinting through life I stop before the breeze leaves crunching underfoot and cicadas in the trees freeze a moment if i can but instead i'm on a plan drifting through this life with my eyes on the second hand life isn't what we planned but every moment is a chance to make it right live in the light and have another dance is there time enough it's time too fast time enough to make it last another chance to say that we should stay Mid-September, we were about to walk the island, light a fire from the embers. I remember the flowers and that beautiful dress. I remember the showers and the hopefulness, but it died faster than the fire was stoked. We cried and we lied and our hearts were broke. Hope dashed on the rocks, caught a few more knocks. Took a road trip to clear, wrap my mind on my clocks. Broke the locks of the bond, love died with the calm. Three years or more tweaking and we were still on. But barely squeaking by is not the way to live. It's a miracle that we found a pathway to forgive. But like nectar in a sieve, we never got a harvest. Grand fresh out of time cause time couldn't be harnessed. Our time is on loan and our time has gone bust. But it's through, it's done, no more time for us. Is there time enough? Is time too fast? Time enough to make it last? Another chance to say that we should stay? For no 
one, I kinda wish you did Still tempted by my adolescent ways as a kid All grown, see song, stunning growth Under lid of a fitted new era Old terror, war within It's been a long road A lot of game told A lot of truth sold A lot of plated gold But it never turned green So I rock it like science to the end Me means Meaning that I'm a prisoner of war In battle daily, cheating death to the Lord Come back to settle score Exercising all authority, lack never no more My cup spill on the floor Cause life is a gift and every moment got a purpose Every challenge brings balance for defining who you're supposed to be Seek it first the kingdom cause the promise never said there'd be Is there time enough? Is time too fast? Time enough to make